Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hope all is well with you and yours, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice in and be glad in it. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I know it seemed like we say that clichely all the time, but I is truly a, a great day, amen. I don't know about you, but I've buried two friends in the last two weeks, amen, that were both one younger than me, one a little bit older than me, and I'm telling you that we don't know the day or the hour when God has called us home. But we want to be also ready. We say always be ready and stay ready. Amen. And I'm just so grateful. Not that I'm scared of death. Not that I'm fearful. But I'm just mindful that I want to be ready when he comes. Amen. And I'm just so grateful for you all being with us on this morning. For God is good and he's worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. And I'm just so grateful for all of you all who've been with us all week. Amen. Those who came to a um, Bible study on Wednesday night when we started in Genesis, I told you all the Genesis was power packed. There was a lot going on in Genesis and that we was going to learn a lot. And there's a lot, it's a lot of substance there, substance there and a lot of things to unpack. And we're just so grateful for all that God has done and all that he continued to do for us. Amen. How many of you are ready for a little praise and worship this morning? Hallelujah. How many of you are ready for a little praise and worship this morning? I um, can't wait. Sister Dominique is waiting on us. Amen. And I'm going to go ahead and get ready to pipe her on in. Amen. And, and she takes us into praise and worship and take us to a next level in God. God bless you all. Love you all. And we'll see you right back here in a minute or two as we get ready for our praise and worship this morning. Sister Dominique, it is on you, sister. Good morning, praise house. <laughs> I came prepared this morning just to give God some glory. How about you? Just wanna praise forever and ever and ever. For all done for me, blessings and glory and honor, they all belong to you. Thank you, oh Lord, Just wanna pray forever and ever and ever for all you've done. Blessings and glory and
Love you more than anything, more than my houses, more than my cars. I just want to say that I love you more than anything. I just want to say that I love you more. give God thanks for everything that he's done for us. Let him know that you love him more than anything on this morning. Hallelujah. How many of you know that God gets all of the glory for everything that happens in our lives? And we got to realize that even when bad things happen, God still gets the glory. Because even on a bad day, he's yet a good God. So God gets the glory for everything that happens in our lives. Hope to be 
owe it all to thee.
I think back over my life and I think about all the things he's done. For God has been good. If you're on this side of glory this morning, why don't you give, just raise your hands up right now and just give him praise. Give him honor. Let him know that, Lord, I appreciate everything you've done. Lord, I don't take for granted the things, Lord Jesus, of this life, oh God. For I know that it can change in a heartbeat, Lord. I know the Bible said there will be war and there will be rumor of war, Lord. And we find ourselves in this day and time right now. We find ourselves in this place, oh God, as things all around us, Lord, you seem like it's just falling down, Lord. Their inflation is high. People are hungry, oh God. People are looking for a word, but we know that the word belongs with you, oh God. You said the word was you, oh God. That, Lord, you are bread and you are life, oh God. And we thank you for that right now. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing, oh God, and all that you're calling us to be, oh God. Uh, Lord, as we give your name down and the praise on this morning, Lord, as we go into a word of prayer, Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for waking us up this morning, starting us in our right mind. We thank you for the activity of our limbs, Lord. We thank you for clothes on our back, shoes on our feet, oh God food in our stomachs, oh God, for it could have been a different way, oh God, but you didn't allow it, Lord. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for blessing us to be here virtually one more time, oh God, to give your name the honor and the praise, Lord. We thank you for taking care of us up and down the dangerous highways, oh God. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord Jesus, how you washed up and you kept us, oh God. Lord Jesus, you kept us, Lord Jesus, with your arms, oh God. You kept us with your love and your power and your might, Lord. And we're just so grateful this morning, Lord. We're grateful to you, Lord Jesus, for it's none like you in all the land, Lord, we just honor you in this space on today. Lord, we honor you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, you for a dynamic praise and worship leader like Sister Dominica, oh God. I ask that you continue to bless her, oh God. Open up doors for her, oh God. Continue to strengthen her, oh God, like only you can, Lord. Continue to bless her family, oh God. Lord, I ask that you continue to bless the safe house. Touch each and every member in here, oh God. Lord, you those who, Lord, you have sickness in their body, oh God. Those, Lord Jesus, who... Lord Jesus, find themselves, Lord Jesus, wondering, Lord Jesus, why it seems like all hell is broke loose against me, oh God. Lord Jesus, for you said it like this, that weeping may endure for a night, but that joy comes in the morning, Lord. I ask them, Lord Jesus, to realize, Lord Jesus, there's joy in you, oh God, that my faith has not failed me, oh God, for Satan, Lord Jesus, wants to come in and, and test us as wheat, oh God, but you said that you prayed for us, that in the day of testing, that our faith would fail us not, oh God. And Lord, I thank you for all that you're doing, oh God. Thank you for all that you're done and all that you continue to do for us oh god and we honor you lord Jesus, in this place on today for you are jehovah Jireh, you are our provider you're jehovah nisi lord you fight our battles you're jehovah sick do your god almighty lord and we thank you lord and we love you lord Jesus, and we just honor you we honor you lord jesus on this day and we honor you in this presence on this day oh god lord to know that you're able lord Jesus, to do above and beyond and exceedingly glad and lord we thank you for these things right now in the name of jesus lord i ask that you let forth the word go forth on today. Lord, you that'll be a mighty word, oh God. That'll be word, Lord Jesus, that inspires us, oh God, to keep going on, Lord Jesus, to stay committed, to stay, Lord Jesus, with our foot towards the task, oh God. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we love you, Lord, and we praise your name, Lord, and we give your name all the honor and all the praise, the glory and the power, Lord, for it's yours and yours alone, for we dare not touch that glory, oh God, but we honor you, Lord Jesus, in such a way, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, we love you, and we praise your name, Lord, and we ask you to do all these things to others in the powerful name of Jesus, for we know this one thing, and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. Good morning, brothers and sisters of the Safe House Church, for God is good and he's worthy, worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the sand, he's so worthy to be praised. And I, for one, am grateful 
to be here in his midst. Amen. I'm grateful to be able to be here, Lord, that you can hear me and see me. Amen. For all these things, Lord, so many things that we take for granted each and every day. But I want to remind you, Lord, that we don't take anything for granted for God is good and everything can change on a whim. You can be doing fine right now. You can be, everything can be going great right now. And then just in the twinkling of an eye, things can change. For the Bible tells us that life is not but a vapor. Amen. Amen. That man's days are short and full of trouble. Amen. But I am grateful that he's keeping us and he's keeping us alive. How many are grateful that God is keeping you? Amen. How many of you know him as a keeper? Amen. That he is a keeper of the brethren. Amen. And I'm just so grateful to know that he is a keeper. I'm so grateful to know that his hands is on us. I'm so grateful to know that in, despite all that we see and all that we know and all that we see going on around us, that he has his hands on us. Good morning, brothers and sisters of the Safe House Church, and to those who may be visiting for the first time. My name is Dr. Peter Ely, and I, for one, am grateful to have you here with us on this morning, for God has just been so good to us. He's better to us than we've been to ourselves. You know, this is the year of the double harvest. Amen. That's right, Sister Sophia. Tell them, amen. Ain't nobody else going to talk. She's going to be a witness. Amen. And as we continue to talk about the year of the double harvest, I know we've been talking about it. I know some of you said, Pastor, I've been, I had a rougher time this year than I have in others. But I promise you, if you sit back and you write down everything and you go back and look at it, and I looked at it and I was thinking about it. And as I was contemplating it myself, said, Lord, you told us that this would be the year of the double harvest and God has harvested and brought things in so many different ways. Amen. More than I ever could dream of or even thought about, amen. For he is what? Yet a keeper, amen. But then in other ways, he's pruning us. Oh, come on, somebody. That he's pruning us. And the part of the growth process is to be pruned. And when you find out here in this time of the year, you know, this is harvest time. But, you know, they go back and they, they prune the plants and they prune the trees. And they and they prune these plants and they prune these trees. What you find is that what they have to do is they cut some things off. How many of you know that God has been cutting some things off in your life? How many of you know that God has been changing your circle, amen? How many of you know that God, that some people who were friends last year this time are no longer on the friends list, amen? You know, we used to have that thing called... Are they in your faith five circle? Amen. And they're no longer in the circle, not because you just choose not to be, but they've chosen not to be for whatever reason, because they don't line up with destiny. Amen. They don't line up where God is taking you. They don't line up with the things that God is doing and is taking you to the next level. Amen. As he wants to grow you and increase you in, he's putting us in circles more and more that we're uncomfortable in. Why is that? Because that's part of the harvest. Amen. That's part of the growth. That's part of him scratching you that you're in a circle. Why? That I have to pay attention that I'm not top dog. I'm in a circle where I'm learning and not that I'm needed. Oh, come on, somebody. Some of us are so used to being needed. Some of us are used that we built our whole life and our career off of being needed. Mm hmm that we always want to be with people that are needed. But I'm here to tell you today, if somebody is, you're always in a circle where you are always needed, then what happens is there's no one to pour into you. Oh, come on, somebody. There is no one to pour into you. And I'm so grateful for one, the God that put us in a place where others can pour into us. How many of you are grateful that God is putting you in a place where others can pour into you? Amen. And that's not something to take for granted. Amen. Because everybody didn't have somebody to pour into them. But I am one for am grateful that God is scratching us and putting us in a place that what there's someone else 
there to pour into us. And I'm just so grateful for that, for he is good and he's worthy, worthy to be praised. And I cannot say that enough. And the Bible is, they say, if I had 10,000 tongues, I should not be able to give him enough praise. Amen. Um, welcome to the safe, again to the Safe House Church where we work here. We believe that God has called us to three principles that we uh, focus our ministry on. And that's DEA. We call it discipleship, empowerment, and accountability. Discipleship, we're going to walk with you. We're going to talk with you. We're going to hold your hand, and we're going to help you go along the way. Amen. And then he also called us to this thing we call empowerment what is empowerment that god has put you in position he's not giving you the spirit of fear but he's giving you the spirit of love and power and of a sound mind and this would allow you to be what to be able to go forth and do the things that he's called you to do amen and use those gifts and talents do you not know that your gifts and talents are not for you i know so many times brothers and sisters are so gifted and they so talented and then they sit on their talent and they sit on their gifts because they think it's for them and what you do is when you sit on your gifts and your talents you rob the world and you rob the rest of us selfishly um, for things that God has given us that we need through you. Oh, come on, somebody. What if I didn't teach anymore? What if I decided that, you know what, I'm not going to use any of my ability anymore because I'm just upset with you all, or I'm just upset with people or people that got on my nerves. Then what? There's some people that God has put in my spirit to reach. There are some people that God has put in my domain to be able to reach that are now what? Not being reached because of my selfishness. Do you see that? So this is why we empower. So when God has shown you and your, your gifts and your talents and, and your purpose that we, what, we want to empower you to help you take it throughout the world. We want to help you to put it on a next level. We to help you to take it as high and as far as God would have you to go. Amen. And then the last piece that we focus on is accountability. Amen. Accountability is an important thing. Why is accountability important? Accountability is important because it keeps us honest. It keeps us humble. It keeps us from being arrogant. Oh, amen. It keeps us from what? To knowing that, you know what? At any point in time that this thing can turn and I can find myself doing something that I shouldn't be doing. So I'm accountable to my brothers and sisters. My brothers and sisters are accountable to each other. Amen. The Bible said, you know, that we judge unless we be judged. Amen. So all that simply means is this, is that look, the same level that you are being judged with, that you're judging somebody else, please know and believe that you can be judged according to that same level. Amen. And we're just grateful, grateful, grateful to God. Amen. For he's, he's been good. And I ask that you all continue to keep the Harris and the Mangrum families in your, um, in your prayers. I know it was just last week I was telling you all that we had lost a dear friend of mine, Brother Hart, amen, that he, he died on last Saturday, Saturday for last and went on, amen. And then on Sunday night, just on that last Sunday, it's just a week today that we lost a young man, Mr. Harris, amen. I've known him all his life, amen. It was a great um, young man, amen. I saw him grow up in the church, and you're talking about somebody who was just funny, funny as all get out. I used to call him Little Baby Kurt. That's why I used to call him Little Baby Kurt Franklin because he was a little short guy. And it was just full of life, but he's no longer um, with us. Amen. So I'm here to tell you today, you can be young or old. It does not matter. Amen. But we want to be, be ye also ready. Amen. Because we never know the day or the hour. But what we do is what we want to live life fully and we want to live it um, more abundantly and do all that God has called us to do and to his time for our work to be done here in the earth. How many of you are just happy in Jesus this morning? I am just so happy, amen. Your body might be aching a little sore here and there, but nonetheless, God is still good and his mercy endure for forever.
want to um say uh, as we wind down to the month the end of the month of October, remember October is clergy appreciation month. So if you have a pastor or somebody who speaks life into you, I ask that you go out and you remind them on today or that you um, give them the honor that is due. Amen. The Bible said that the that honor is due to them who carry this cloth. Amen. So I ask that you give them appreciation wherever you may be. Amen. Whoever your pastor is and whoever you, you reach out to or whoever supports you, just um, remind them that they are appreciated. And we're just so grateful. Amen. As I remind my pastors that I am um, appreciative of, to um, um, Elder Biggers. Amen. And, and Bishop Austin. Amen. I'm just so grateful to those who speak life into my life. Amen. You know, your pastor has a pastor. Amen. Every pastor should have a pastor and Bishop um, Davis. Amen. Those who can speak life into me because sometimes I can get off and I can get an error. Uh, amen. I'm just not a, a lonely soldier. Amen. You know, we are an independent church, but we do have accountability partners, people that we are accountable to. Amen. If pastor gets out of line that the church members can go to. Amen. We must have this kind of safety net. Amen. Because anybody is that, you know, as the old saying go, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Meaning that when you have absolute power and no one's there to check, who check those who get off? Amen. This is why you see even in our government, we have checks and balances. Amen. That one branch is not above the other branch. It, it seems like it, but it's not, amen. They all can check each other. They all can't just, the president just can't do what he want to do without some checks and balances. And Congress can't just do what they want to do without some checks and balances. And they just can't make all kinds of laws without the judicial stepping in, amen. So we're just grateful for the checks and balances here in the household of faith. And I'm just so grateful to be before all of you all. It seems like everybody's doing well and everybody's doing, is healthy. And we're just grateful for that. Amen. Want to go before you this morning. I'm not going to hold you long. I ask that you all pray for me. I'm traveling again. I know y'all said, Pastor, keep some wheels up. I know in the last month I've traveled so much. I mean, the last month and a half, you know, it's just been um, ridiculous. Amen. I find myself on a plane like every other week now. But nonetheless, God is good and he's worthy to be praised. And I'm just grateful to be able to go and do the things they need to do and that I talent. And our gifts are being sought, and then we're here to share our talents and gifts with the world. Because like I said, what I have is not for me, but it's for everybody else. Amen. And because of that, God has opened up doors for us. Amen. So we're not going to belabor the point anymore. Can we just go ahead? We want to turn to the word of God. I just want to say I'm thankful to all our prayer group. Amen. Those who so faithfully meet us in prayer every single morning, Monday through Friday. Amen. I know it is a... A call to worship, amen. But I'm here to tell you, and those who will tell you that they've been blessed, those who come, those who um, seek him, and those who are there, that God is continuing to bless and bless and bless them. And we're just so grateful to him from whom all blessings flow. I wanted to turn um, for, um, with you for a little while. I'm going to say I'm going to be brief. I don't know how long it's going to be. We're going to go with whatever the Spirit gives us. But we want to turn in the book of... Matthew. We're going to go to the book of Matthew, chapter number 7, verses number 13. And then we want to go to the book of Daniel, um, chapter number 6. And we're going to read verses 1 through 7. Again, that's Matthew 7, 13 
through 14, and then I want to read um, the book of Daniel 6 and um, 1 through 7. So we know Matthew being the first book of the New Testament, and Daniel, of the prophet Daniel, he gives of his life testament and then prophecies that God has given him. Amen. And we want to tie these two pieces together. I believe that God has given me our own time word to remind you of who he is and who he is in your life. Let's go. Let me change the screen for us on this morning. Hopefully we get everything up here like you're supposed to. All right, that's better. Okay. And it says this. And it says, Matthew 7, 13 says, Enter ye in the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be will go in their, um, in their treat. Because straight is the gate, and now is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Few there be that find it. All right, let's go over to Daniel. Daniel, we want to go to first Daniel, um, Daniel um, 6 chapter, and we want to go to verse number 1. And it says this. And it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom and 120 princesses. So these are 120 smaller rulers or governors, which you would say, which should be over their whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, these people were over those princesses, and those three presidents of whom Daniel was first. How many of you know that God will make you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath? Daniel was the first that the princesses might give an account unto them, and the king should have no damage. I know oftentimes, for whatever reason, some people believe that we as believers Supposed to just, you know, get in and shut our mouth. God has us in some of the highest forms of government. Amen. I still believe that God has some of us in the highest forms of government to be able to give word and to give insight and to be able to um, and, and, and help those who are in power. Amen. For God is, we always say that God has a ram in the bush and I'm so grateful he has a ram in the bush. And I believe that that ram in the bush is you if you're willing to step up and do what God has called you to do. Then Daniel, he goes on and says this in three, um, six and three. Then Daniel was what? Preferred above the presidents and the princesses because an excellent spirit was in him. How many of you serve with an excellent spirit? Hey, man, I know some of us, you know, we find ourselves in time, say that things happen and situations occur to us, but we almost must keep an excellent spirit. I talk to myself in that because so many things have happened and so many things it seem like we've been wronged and stuff has just gone all out of whack. But remember that we are to what? Keep an excellent spirit. And the king um, through, um, thought to set him over the home realm because he had an excellent spirit that Daniel did everything in excellence. Then the king saw what to put him over. So that means brothers and sisters, let's be good at what we do. Then watch this. Then he goes on and says this. He said, then the presidents and the princesses sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. They're trying to find fault with Daniel. The Bible tells us that we to live what? 
faultless and to live blameless among our brothers and sisters. If you did something, you know you did, go get it right, amen. Because why? It taints your witness. It, it taints what God is trying to do with you. They're trying to find fault with Daniel. Watch this. On occasion, I mean, occasion, and Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find none occasion, no fault, nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, mm, faithful. How many of us are faithful to the call? Neither was there any error or fault found in him. They're not saying that Daniel was perfect, but Daniel was good at his job. Daniel did what he's supposed to do. He was where he's supposed to be. He was there on time, and he did it with a wonderful spirit. Amen? This is what the Bible says. And he did it so well and so wonderfully, it made those around him jealous. Woo! Come on, somebody. Can somebody, can any of you relate? It says that it made those around him jealous. And to the point, what did they do? They trying to set him up. Watch this. And the Bible says this in verse 6. It says, Then said these men, Who shall not find any occasion against this Daniel? You know, they, man, they made him a proposition. This Daniel. This guy. Because it's this guy. He's got his shine on. This is why I tell you all all the time. I know some of us who God has blessed us and made us really talented. And some of you say, well, I don't want to do this. Or I don't want to step out on this. Because I don't want to outshine anybody. I'm here to tell you that God gave you that talent. He gave you that gift so that you would shine. That you shine not because of you. But you shine because of his glory. Remember that he is the sun. The S-O-N just like the S-U-N. And the S-U-N does what? It shines on the moon. That all we are is what? A satellite of God. Mm. Come on, somebody. And what happens is what? The moon doesn't have its own light. They tell me that the moon gets its light because it reflects the sun. I don't know about you, but we are acting like moons that we don't have our own light, but we reflect his power. Come on. I think I'm going to preach this thing today. That we reflect the sun of the God's power. Amen. That we reflect the sun that what? He said we are made in his image. He said we were him, but we were made in his image. Therefore, if we were made in his image, then that's what? That's a reflection of us when you see him. And that reflection is what? That you're not to dull your light. <laughs> this is why they're trying to find occasion against him. And the, the Bible says, and then except we find against him concerning the law of God. They knew there was only one place. They knew if they came after Daniel's integrity, if they came after Daniel's relationship with God, because Daniel was what? So committed to God that they knew that they could get him. Watch this. And then the Bible says then, then these presidents, notice this, the Bible said we fight, wrestle not against flesh and blood, but spiritual what? Wickedness where? In high places. These people were what? Presidents. Woo! These people are what? Princesses. See, y'all worried about the small people. It ain't the small people. You got to think higher than that. And because they are higher, it's nothing that you can do, but you stand still and watch the deliverance and the salvation of the Lord. Now watch this. And he says... And these princes, these presidents and princesses, watch this. They assembled together to the king. They came together. Do you not know that the enemy will bind forces together? They can't stand each other, but they'll get to the point that they their hate for you, their dislike for you is greater than their dislike for each other. So then what they'll do is that they will bind themselves together to come against you. 
Are y'all hearing me today? So I'm here. This is the Bible. I'm not making this up. This is right here. It's in the word of God. Amen. Y'all see it? Mm-hmm. It says, the, the, these presidents and princes are assembled together to the king and said unto the king, King Darius lived for forever. What did they do? They appealed to his human side. They appealed to what? His, his um, what's the word I want to use for? His ego. I'm going to get out of this. Is this and then it says and the pre presidents of the kingdom the governors and the princesses the counselors and the captains these are how high level people have what consulted together this is why I believe the Bible says that look that I would be if I be for you then I'm more than what? Then it's more than the whole world against you. Why? Because the whole world, when you're walking this walk, when you're talking this talk, when you're walking in integrity, when you're walking and being what God has called you to be, it's not saying that Daniel was perfect because none of us are. But Daniel was walking. He was walking by faith. He was walking this walk. He was talking this talk. He was moving. And what happened? They all combined together to establish a royal statue. This is law. They changed the law for Daniel. They hated Daniel so much. And what he stood for. And the excellence of spirit. That they were willing to change the law. It's in the Bible. Y'all see this? This is not stuff I'm making up. Watch this. This is straightforward, right? And it says, And to make a firm decree. That whosoever shall ask a petition of any God, meaning what? Pray. Go to God. Now, they knew Daniel was going to go to God and everything because Daniel understood that he was not his own, that his life was what? Bought with the price, and that price was what? The blood. For us, that blood that was shed on Calvary. This is before Jesus came to redeem us. But he knew that he trusted God. And as any petition of God, for watch this, of, of God or man for 30 days, save all of the O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. For those who were wondering and who those who didn't know, this, my friend, is how Daniel ends up in the lion's den. I know some many of us heard the story and many of us have read the story and and heard about it, but never knew quite how did Daniel end up in a world of hurt. I know sometimes we believe that when people get into a situation or a circumstance, clearly it was something that they done. And clearly it was something that they missed up. And sometimes God just allows to go through things just for his glory. <laughs> for his glory. It's nothing more than for his glory. It's nothing more than him to, to see, you know, to show the enemy that what? That I am God. And that no matter what you do to my children. No matter what you try to do to them. That what? As my dad used to always say. That the cream always rises to the top. No matter where they try to bury you. No matter what they try to do to you. That God has a way. That you can't get around. You can't. You know. You can't go over. You can't go under. But as the song used to say. You must come in at the door. For he's the way. The truth. And the light. And none would see God. Unless they what? Come through him so we find here and today we're going to go in and talk about this a little bit and i want to use for a subject if i will if you will um, labor with me for a little bit is stay the path 
I know some of you been weary. The Bible tells us, don't be weary and well doing. For weeping and do it for a night, but that joy comes in the morning. And I want to encourage you today, brothers and sisters, stay the path. As we started today, I started with the book of Matthew, and we went in Matthew, and it was talking about straight is the gate and narrow is the, uh, narrow is the way to what they leadeth to God. But wide is the path of destruction, for we find that destruction is everywhere. That destruction, every time we look up and we turn around, there's always something else going on. There's a situation, there's a circumstance, there's some brother against brother and sister against sister, and all kinds of things. We see the inflation is at all time high since the 70s, and people. People are making more money, but they're taking home less, amen. That they're making more money, but it seems like things are going up, so it seems like in essence you're making less. That yo, sometimes your wages are not keeping up with the inflation prices and things, and it's making it tough to get a get what you need, amen, and making it harder for you to go forward. And God is reminding us that. He's not given uh, that he is what that he's the thing of that he is Jehovah Jireh that he is our provider that he will make a way for us and we look upon this path and it's so easy for us to get distracted it's so easy for us to get off point it's so easy for us to to move why because the Bible said that path to destruction is wide that gate to destruction is wide that it's so easy to take the other path it's so easy to walk away we find here today as we read the story of Daniel and we read just a first part of Daniel, because the rest of you all know the story. You know about him going into the lion's den. You know him about him being delivered and God bringing him out, but you, most of us don't know how he got there. And he got there by being obedient to God. He got there by being faithful to God. He got there by going through and doing what God has called him to do and keeping his relationship to God. And what we find here, that Daniel stays the path, even when it cost him his life. Even when Daniel thought he was going to to have death and come upon him and was going to be ripped to shreds by these hungry lions that those who were against them had conspired and pulled together and you saw all these people in high places and high situations and all these people of power had put together to go before the king and to decree, decree and declare king that we want to make this law but they made this law why because they wanted to get rid of Daniel they wanted to see him fall they wanted to see him why because they were jealous of what God had done for him but I'm here to tell you today brothers and sisters you don't have to be jealous of what God has called anybody else to do if you would do what he's called you to do if you would go where he's called you to go if you would say what he's called you to say if you would do what he's called you to do if you would pray the way he's called you to pray if you would use the anointing that is put inside of you then you will have more than enough amen you would do more than enough you will be above and beyond and he will show his high life on you he will put his hand on you he will show you favor and you ain't got nothing to be jealous of because the light that's inside of you shines just as bright as the light that's inside of me if you would do what you're supposed to do. If you will live holy, amen. If you will believe that God is not, not no favor of men, but that his spirit falls upon all of us, amen. And that we are to what live right, and we are to talk right, and we are to go forth and give his name the honor and the praise. And we are to work forth in relationship with him. We are to stay connected, that God will pour into you, and he will give you what you need to stay the path. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody. 
So we find here, and there's three points that I want to make very clear to you on today in this story of staying the path with Daniel. And we find that Daniel stayed the path. Number one, Daniel was confident in God. Amen. How many of you have your confidence in God? You can't have your confidence in your job. They'll let you down. You can't have your confidence in your spouse as much as you love them and you care for them. They'll let you down because what? They're human. Not because they want to, but it's part of the human fairity that we would do things sometimes to betray your confidence. We would do or say things sometimes that we didn't intend to do, but it's part of the human experience. Amen. This is why we're able to forgive one another. This is why we are able to Go and understand that at the end of the day that I'm still humanity and I'm dealing with humanity and as I deal with humanity, I'm dealing with the frailness of humanity and the the, the, the the part of humanity that goes back and forth, that fights against flesh and blood, that wars against the spirit, amen, that just trying to keep it together. So we must keep our confidence in God and we find that Daniel is what? He's supremely confident in God. So the first thing, brothers and sister we must do is that we put our confidence in him that even when it looks bad even when it looks like it's going to go astray even when it looks like we're going to find ourselves in a place in a situation even when it seems like we're sinking but I know that he lives and I know if I make my bed in hell there he is amen and if I decide to withdraw myself and and move on and do all these other things that he is still there. I'm telling you today, brothers and sisters, stay the path. I know some of you have been asking yourself, Lord, what is going on, Lord? I pay my tithe, oh God. Lord, I give up my offering, oh God. And I still, Lord, you seem like I have a hard time. But these are the things that he told us to do anyway, amen. That these are the things that we want because we're confident in him that he's going to take the 90 and he's going to multiply it. It's going to be above and beyond and greater than what we asked for. That he's going to put people in our path that's going to bless us. That the Bible said they press down, shaking together, good measure, press down, shaking together, running over there. What men should give unto your bosom? So he's going to put men and brothers and sisters in my way who's going to help me and it's going to help me to see what God has called me to be and it's going to help me to walk in my purpose. It's going to help me to find who it is that God has called me to be and go and do that work and know that he's going to watch over me and know that he's going to protect me and know that he's going to keep me and even if he even if he didn't, I know that he's able, but the Bible shows me time and time again where he's kept them through all hurt, harm, and danger. Where he's kept them when they was in situations. He's kept them when they were in prison, amen. He's kept them, and I'm here to tell you today that he will keep you. Have your confidence in him. So we find that Daniel stays the path of righteousness, that he has his confidence in God. He knows that he's not where he is because of who he is, but he knows who he is where he is because God is using him that God is speaking to him and God is using him to talk to the king amen and that the king he has the king's ear and the king is moving and God is protecting his people through this move of God amen and God is using some of you the same way if you will put yourself in position if you will go forth and humble yourself under his hand and know that it's not because you were smart not because you look the best but it was God's favor on your life because he has a call on your life there's work to be done through you all oh, come on somebody 
And if we will listen, <laughs> if we will walk in supreme confidence with God, if we will walk to know, Lord Jesus, that if I am confident in you, that Lord Jesus, you will build in me. The next thing I want to talk to you about is that we find Daniel was committed. Amen. The Bible says that what he was faithful until the call. How many of you want to be said, Lord, I just been faithful to your call. Mm. Come on, somebody. So we find that Daniel was faithful until the call. That Daniel went did it in season and out of season. And they knew Daniel's commitment to Christ. They knew that he was committed. They knew he would pray. They knew that he would find himself in the world. Because they knew that how committed he was. That it did not matter what was going to happen. That Daniel was going to stay the path. That Daniel was going to pray. Daniel was going to seek God. He was going to seek God in tough situations. He was going to seek God two or three times a day. Amen. They knew that he was going to do this. So therefore, they tried to use what? His commitment against them. Mm. See, it's just like this. When they know you committed in your marriage, they come after you. When they know you committed to what God has called you to do, they, they are set up ways and they are set up things. Amen. But nonetheless, that you stay committed and you stay the path. Because straight is the gate. Narrow is the way that leadeth to life. Amen. So the commitment here. So the Bible tells us again that Daniel was faithful. That he was faithful. And his faithfulness, what? Because he was confident in God. That confidence built his commitment. Because he was confident that God would do what he said he would do. And do it when he said he would do it. Then this built his confidence. I mean his commitment in him. Because I can stay committed to something I know is going to come through. Are y'all with me? I can stay committed because I know you're going to come through. If you have confidence in your job that they're going to pay you every two weeks, you stay committed until you know you can find another financial situation. <clears throat> come on, somebody. So question, commitment. So Daniel was what? Committed. He was faithful. Have you been faithful to the call of Jesus? How many of you have been faithful? You know whether you've been faithful or not. You know if you could have done more. You know if you could have been, been more. So what? It's not for me to examine, but you examine yourself. Keep confidence in God. Stay committed and stay the path. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Third point I want to make with you today, and I'm going to get on out of here, is that Daniel was competent. Woo see, see, so many times we can be confident and we can be committed, but we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Some of you, we don't know what you're doing. But what Daniel was competent. Why was Daniel so competent? If you can see the Bible talks about that Daniel was what? Not only was he one of the presidents, but he was the choice president. Amen. He was the president that everybody went to to get what they needed. And therefore, what? Because Daniel was competent, it made them mad. Because they knew that Daniel served God. And because Daniel was so competent, the Bible said he served with what? A excellent spirit. How many of you can say and say that I serve with an excellent spirit? Oh, yeah, I'm finding you in your home today. I'm finding you in your room today. Some of us need to check our spirit and ask, Lord, am I serving with an excellent spirit? Do I go to work with an excellent spirit? Do I serve my family with an excellent spirit? Do I serve my church family with an excellent spirit? Or do I just do enough to get by? See, we wonder why God don't favor us. We wonder why God's hand is, why we're not being raised up and why we're not getting promotion and why we just Ask yourself, are you competent? And do you do it with an excellent spirit? But I'm here to tell you today, if you'll stay the path, 
If you'll stay the path, that what? Your confidence is built in him. And as your confidence is built in him, and as you go forth in confidence in him, then what? You you, you build your commitment. And as you build your commitment, what happens is that commitment, you continue to what? Commit. And as you continue to commit to the work, you get better at it. See, when, when, as I committed to prayer, I become better at it. It's, it's not much for me to pray 30, 40 minutes anymore. Because I've committed myself to be in prayer. It, it, it's not as much to be able to, you know, we have our moments, amen. But it's not as much to, to get ready for Bible study and to prepare for Sunday uh, morning um, worship every, every week. Why? Because I'm committed to it. So God has built confidence in me to say, okay, Peter, I've called you to do this. I don't care what the others say. I don't care what they say about you. I don't care how they really kill you and say you can't sing, you can't preach, you can't teach, you can't that. But I've called you and there's a group of people out there that I want you to reach. And therefore, as long as you reach that group of people, if it's three people, if you've done what I asked you to do, I'm going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I have put you over a few things, and now well, I'm, I'm going to make you rulers over many. So this is all we have to do, brothers and sisters, is, is the call that God has called. So whether that's called, if he's called me to 300 or he's called me to 300,000, amen, then my job is to be what? That's what he's called me to be. So that way he's built the confidence in me. And as God's built the confidence in me, it's built this commitment that I am committed to the safe house church. I'm committed to the work of Christ. I'm committed to this is what he got. Whether he, he, we don't grow anymore or not, I don't, you know, I care, but I don't care, man, because I'm just going to be committed to what he's told us to do and to stay the path. And as I stay this commitment, what he does is what? He builds confidence. I'm a better teacher than I was before. <laughs> I'm a better preacher than I was before. Amen. I'm even a better singer than I was before. I'm a better worshiper than I was before. I'm a better leader than I was before. I'm a better husband than I was before. I'm a better father than I was before. I'm a better friend than I was before. I'm a better worker than I was before. I'm a better everything through Christ. And what happens is as he builds this confidence in me, that's what it does. It goes back to number one and it builds more confidence. So then what? I push a little harder and I go a little further, amen. And then I'm a little bit more, even more committed to it. Not that I wasn't committed, but I even push even more because I understand the weight that's on my shoulders. I understand those who I carry. I understand the cross that I walk with. I understand that this is not about me. That my gifts and talents are not about me. That this walk is not about me. How I walk and how I talk is not about me, but it's about the glory of God. There's somebody else who's watching through me. There's somebody else who needs healing who's watching through me. There's somebody else who's struggling who looks through me. I'm looking and I'm asking myself, God, I see others that my age, amen, look like they've been through hell and back, and God has kept me even though I'm overweight, even though I'm not where I want to be, but I look in the mirror and I say, God, I thank you. God, I'm grateful. God, I'm grateful that you took me the way that you took me. I'm grateful that you went the path that we went and I'm asking you today to stay the path <laughs> oh glory 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 God is telling us stay the path if you stay the path of confidence if you stay the path of commitment if you stay the path uh, of confidence then what it's a never ending cycle and as you're more confident what happens is you get more confidence I'm way more confident now preaching in this platform than I've ever been before why? Because I, I said, Lord, we're going to go out here, Lord. If I'm going to make a fool of myself in front of the world, I'm going to make a fool for you. 
And then we stay committed to it. We bought the equipment. Amen. We, we study and we study to show ourselves approving. We stayed the path. And then at some point, I became kind of competent. Oh, come on, somebody. And then me being kind of competent, what happens is what? Now I got more confidence. So when I read and I say things now, I believe them more than I do even more now. See, I believe more now than I did in the beginning. Why is this? Because the confidence is built in me because of the commitment. Because I was committed to it. So I'm here to tell you today, brothers and sisters, I know some of you are young in your faith. Amen. I know some of you have had a hard time and things have been going up and down and around and around. And you've been wondering, Lord, the business is acting this way. Lord, the husband is this way. Lord, the children are this way. Lord, my life is in disarray. Lord, I feel like I ain't got enough hours in the day. But I'm here to tell you today, if you stay the path. Some of you have a decision to make today, and this is your message today to remind you to stay the path. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't turn around now. If you stay the path, God will see you through. <laughs> and you know the end of Daniel's story. I don't have to read it. You know the end of Daniel's story. What happens is, this for those who don't, I give you the quick synopsis that they did what indeed Daniel went and prayed. Daniel was caught for praying. And then what did they do? They put Daniel in the lion's den. I'm here to tell you today and remind you that if you break a law that's a man's law, that God's law supersedes the man's law, then you ain't got to worry about it. Even though man threw him in jail, God, what, showed himself strong. Because if you go and you read the story, you'll find that King Darius did not want to put Daniel in jail. He loved Daniel. He liked Daniel because God had favored Daniel over all these others. Wasn't that Daniel was so great, but he was God's man. And I'm here to tell you today, put yourself in position because God has favored you. And you keep asking yourself, well, I ain't going to do this. I'm not going to apply. I'm not going to go forward. Why not? God has favored you. Yes, I know you say on paper you don't qualify, but when God has favored you. See, there's somebody right now that's contemplating a job situation. Apply. God has favored you. And see, here's the problem, though. Because, see, we know that God has favored us. Then that means we got to stay faithful and committed. Because, you know, see, sometimes you, God will put you in jobs and situations that you like, Lord, I have no business in this. But what God is doing is he's putting people around you to build you. He's putting people around you that, you know, if you'll stay committed to learning. See, that's the part. If you'll stay, you know, God has put you there. Just be confident in God. And then you would put the commitment there that you do the work. And when you do the work over time, you're going to build confidence. And when you build confidence, it's going to build your confidence. And when you build your confidence, you're going to build your commitment. And when you build your commitment, what the heart says, you can become more confident. Mm -hmm. do, you see, do, you, do you see what I'm saying? Let me give you another example real quick, and then I'll get back to Daniel. You know, I, I play golf. And for a while, I was actually pretty decent. Then something happened along the way. And what happened was I couldn't hit the ball like anymore. And golf is one of those games. A lot of it's got to do with confidence. So I was playing with another friend of mine. And <clears throat> he suggested I did I do something. And I did what he did. And lo and behold, I started hitting the ball much better. And I was like, oh, my God. It's back. And as I built my confidence, I started having a commitment to go practice more. I started going back to the golf range and I started to practice more because I became more and more confident in my in my swing, which meant that I didn't think about my swing. See, some of us, we, because we're not confident and we ain't put in the work, 
that we overthink things. We overanalyze things. When God say move, we say, okay, but hold up, God. Come on, somebody. Oh, y'all. And my mom went talking to me and said, okay, God, I hear you. But it's because what? We're not confident because we have not put in the work. Mm -hmm. We've not been on our face in prayer before God. We've not been reading our Bibles. Amen. We've not been in before him. If you share the truth on yourself, how many of you have been reading like you're supposed to be? How many of you really been praying like you pray? We pray as a group, but how many of you praying outside of the group? Me included. See, these things are important because then God's telling you some things that he needs you to know. And then what happens is you build this commitment. Say, so as I build this commitment, I start hitting the ball better and better and better. And I became more and more confident because now I'm committed to my swing. Mm -hmm. And what happens is now when I actually go play, I'm confident. I'm actually pretty decent. I'm pretty decent now. I'm pretty okay. I'm okay that I can play with pretty much any group now. Not that I'm perfect. Confidence doesn't mean perfection. But I'm I'm in the ballpark. I I clear I show that I belong. Do you do you see what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? And this is what God has been saying to us all along. If you're confident in me and, and you're willing to put in the work that I will show you the path. Cause that path is what? It's narrow. And the Bible told you in Matthew that many, not many were going to find it, but he's found you and he's given you the key to it. And he's given you the way of that path. And you are to walk that path and stay committed to it. Why? Because it's going to be scary sometimes. It's going to be some cogwebs on it sometimes. They're going to be brush piles in the way sometimes. Why? Because nobody else is walking that path. You are a trailblazer. There's no one else like you in all the earth. And I don't say that it's cliche, but it's the honest God truth. You're going to blaze a new path. When God has called you to be the head and not the tail, when he called Daniel to be a leader, nobody was blazing the path that Daniel was called. Here Daniel is a man of God, and he's right up under the king. He's just the king's right-hand man. If y'all have not noticed, have you not seen this before? Was it not Joseph that God made the king's right-hand man, that Pharaoh is what the king is king in, in their world, and Pharaoh and, and Pharaoh, Joseph had Pharaoh right up under him, and God took care of him and brought the children of Israel in, and the children of Israel lived for many, many years and many generations because of Joseph? It's not by happenstance. Here it is again in Daniel. Daniel, the same thing. Daniel has rose through the ranks. Daniel went to school. Daniel learned the things. Daniel put his confidence in God. Daniel committed himself to the work. And God built him a competent. God made him competent. And he made him show out. Because see, the difference is everybody's good. When I mean good, a lot of these people are good at what they do. And you don't have the confidence because you be like, well, I'm not as good as them. But I'm going to tell you, what's the difference? It's the anointing that makes the difference. It's the anointing that makes you stand out above everybody else. It's the anointing that changes the situation. So when everybody else is good, you edge them out. Woo! And this is the part that they were mad about. This is the part that they went after him about. This was the part because they could not understand for the life of them why would Daniel have a little bit age? They went to the same schools. They did the same things, but no, they didn't because Daniel was committed to God. And he looked to God to direct his paths. And he looked to God for direction. And he looked to God and he glorified God. And he gave God his, his time. And you asking yourself, what's the difference between you and everybody else in the marketplace? And the truth of the matter is none. But when we look at it a little closer, it's the anointing. And the favor of God is upon your life that makes you have the edge.
As people say, favor ain't fair. Yes, it's not fair. But favor also requires commitment. Favor also requires confidence. And favor also requires confidence in God. God bless you all. I love you. Let me finish that story. So with Daniel, like, King Darius throws Daniel into the lion's den. He didn't want to. He was mad about it. But he did it because what? Once the king make a decree, he couldn't go back on his decree. So now, oh, it's going to what? It's going to uh, undermine his authority. So he throws Daniel in the lion's den. Those people, they were all happy. Look at them all go lucky. Great. We got Daniel out of here, blah, blah, blah. So we're going to go on and we're going to do what we want to do. The trap they set for him. Daniel finds himself in the lion's den. Overnight, the Bible talks about, if I recall correctly, that the king could not even sleep because he hated what he had to do to Daniel. Because he liked Daniel because God had turned his heart towards Daniel. And then the Bible says he gets up early the next morning and he goes in there to the sea and he finds that Daniel was there asleep with the lions. That God had shut the mouth of the How do you know that God was just shut the mouth of the enemy to make sure that you make it out all right? I'm here to remind somebody today, stay the path because he will shut the mouth of the enemy so that you can make it out all right. Don't be fearful. So what? Now he goes in there and he pulls Daniel out of the lion's den. And he sees that there's no fault in Daniel. And he restores Daniel to back where he was. And watch this. And what he decreed and declared, all of those who set Daniel up, all of those who accused Daniel, what did they do? He threw them in the lion's den. And the lions ripped them from limb to limb. The lions ate them. The same lions that would not eat Daniel. The same lions that would not touch Daniel, and they were hungry, and they ain't fed him for weeks. They did not touch Daniel, but what did they do? The enemies. Remember the Bible said, the high places, I will bring them down. So it's not for you and I to go after these people. It's not for you and I to go after these things and these situations and these circumstances. He said that what? That we're fighting against not flesh and blood, but principalities and spiritual wickedness. Where? In high places. And he'll bring them down. You stay confident. You stay committed. You stay competent. You stay the path. And what do they do? They throw them into the lion's den. And they get ripped from limb to limb to limb. And we don't ever hear talk about that again. So I'm here to tell you today. Stay the path. Have confidence in God. Be committed. And know that what? Even in your commitment, you build competency. And as you build to be more competent, you build confidence. And the cycle starts over again. God bless you all. I love you all. I have no more. I've expended everything I believe God has given me for you on today. That I want you to know that I want you to walk away with this. The three C's. Confident, commitment, and competence. When you find yourself in a world of hurt, when you find yourself being pulled astray, ask yourself, am I being confident? If I'm being committed, am I being competent? God bless you all. Love you all. Actually, you all pray for me as I do my traveling on today. For God is good and he's worthy to be praised. If you found that this message was a blessing to you, I ask that you help us um, continue to push out the word of the gospel. Amen. Through tithe and offering. Here at the Safe House Church. 
we um give our tithe and offering by way of the Cash App. The Cash App is safe. Um, our Cash App is dollars dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Again, it's dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Or you can do PayPal.me forward slash Ministry Aid. Again, it's PayPal.me forward slash Ministry Aid. Or you can write us a check or a money order to Find the Fish Ministries, P.O. Box 862, Summerfield, North Carolina, 27358. Again, P.O. Box 862, Summerfield, North Carolina, 27358. The Bible in Luke 6 and 38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and run it over, shall men give unto your bosom. Amen. And we're grateful, 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 grateful. Hallelujah. I have no more for you on today. I hope that you found this message to be um, good and inspiring. Share this with somebody else. Get on social media. Go to our church webpage. Share this with somebody else. Let them know that God wants them to stay the path. If they're on the path of righteousness, because narrow is the gate, you know, that leads to righteousness. And not many are going to find it, but you're going to find it and you're going to walk it. And you're going to walk forth with confidence in God and being committed and know that he's going to make you confident. God bless you all. I love you all. Uh, please remind you that we will have prayer on every uh, morning. I'll be there in prayer tomorrow. You know where I'm, I'll be out, but I'll still be there in prayer. So we'll be there at prayer at 6 a.m. Monday through Friday. Amen. We look forward to you being there. And then on Wednesday, we look forward to our Bible study as we continue uh, where we are in the book of Genesis. Amen. Just um, good time, good time there in Genesis. And we're just so grateful to all that God has done. I see you all continue to pray for me as I pray for you. I love you guys. You all take care. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Enjoy this time. Spend some time with your family. Love you. Take care. Bye-bye.